0: It was the year of our Lord, House of Wax 2005, when Charles Band decided to give us what I'm sure some people would see as the greatest gift, which is Gary Busey as a killer gingerbread man. Because this month, for the holidays, we're covering Charles Band's The Gingerbread. Oh, excuse me, The Ginger (laughs) Dead Man. (laughs) Yeah, get that right. I'm sorry. The girls who cried, be horror. Hello everyone, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Everything Else Under the Sun. I am always Anya.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this stupid fucking That's movie for the holidays. Uh, well, I feel like last year we did
0: Better Watch Out. Christmas Evil. No, Christmas Evil.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that one of those two titles? Uh, yeah, I might have two titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Christmas Evil, well, you're right. We got that Slasher Santa going last year, and the year before was Jack Frost? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. Well, you know We have to do another stupid fucking movie.
0: <laughs> we have to, you know, switch him off. Next year we'll get another Slasher Santa.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a fucking million of them out there. Um, but when I was looking for what we could do, it was mostly Slasher Santa films. Um, Every once in a while you find a treasure like Ginger Dead Man.
0: You certainly do. <laughs> um, I It is definitely the shortest film we've ever done for the podcast it's without credits 60 fucking minutes
1: (laughs) yeah it's actually the shortest length that a feature film can be in order to even be labeled a feature film because a short film can be up to 60 minutes but a feature has to be at least 60 um when i looked at this and i thought it was 70 minutes i was like oh an hour 10 beautiful and then i scrolled to see where the credits hit and it was literally 60 minutes on the dot and i laughed i was so fucking pleased because i was like if this is shit at least it won't be a huge waste of my time
0: at least it's small shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I, knowing that going in really made this a delight. I will say, maybe a controversial statement, and maybe I'll feel differently by the end of the episode, but, like, while it is our shortest movie we've watched, and while, I'm so sorry to say the spoiler, it's not a good movie. What? I know. People are going to be riding <laughs> in the streets. Um. It might not be, I don't know. Part of me is like, is it, but is it the worst we've done? I feel like I should have a list of, like, the movies we've done on the top of my head. Well, I'm looking at a list right now, and I'm like, is there something that I hated more than this?
1: I feel like maybe I didn't like Python as much, although I think I did give that one a I def- higher
0: I give rating. I gave Python a higher rating, I yeah. think.
1: Mm-hmm. But you, oh, know, you and know what? Then I'm like, in retrospect. Wait, actually, right. I know what movie I hated the most. It's still Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Fuck Maximum Overdrive. Oh, you're right.
0: Never mind. Yeah. I would oh, watch I Ginger that. Dead Man again before I watch Maximum fucking Overdrive again. I'd watch that on loop before i watch Maximum Overdrive again. So know that, you know, creeps, is that it's not the worst one we've done. Oh.
1: Sorry, Stephen. Love you. Hate your movie. You know.
0: Peace and love to coked up Stephen King, but it wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, so this was the first watch for both of us, which I feel like it's been a minute since we decided to do, like, one that neither of us had seen, but it's always mm-hmm. fun when we do that because it's like, we're on a very even playing field and it truly is going in blind. Um... Yeah,
1: I feel like one of us will usually like to have seen it, like, at least once before, so we know we're not wasting our time, but the second yeah. I saw this was a Charles Band film, I was like, we have to do this. We've done so many Charles Band-produced films on the pod that we have oh to my do god, yes. directed. We have to. It would be sacrilege not to.
0: Yeah, like, at this point, it's like, we could have a fucking spinoff Charles Band fucking podcast. Like, <laughs> everything that Charles Band has ever touched is, like, fucking, oh my god. Maybe we want to like, be sponsored sponsor by us. Charles Band. Um... <laughs> If I, before I die, I need a Charles Band-produced movie or else it's just not going to be worth it. Um, but, yeah, so I mean, m- my viewing experience for this was nothing to write home about. You know, it's streaming on, you You predicted it, like, Tubi. And I think, like, it's, like, prime with that. It's on, like, the fucking Roku channel, I think, too. Um, it's on all the fucking free shit that's, you know, the best thing under the sun. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Oh, it, I'm, I would bet my fucking life that it's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just sat down for an hour. It was kind of just, like, ripping off a band-aid. I was like, well, I gotta watch it for a pod. And I was like, okay, I just watch it for an hour. It's just an hour. And I did it. And I was like, okay, I did it. I took my little notes. And, yeah, I mean, I won't get into any deep thoughts or feelings, because that's what we're going to talk about in the meat of this bitch. But, um yeah it was just like it was it was more fun for me to be like ah, and checking another one off my charles band watch list <laughs> i was just like you know maybe i'll go crazy one day and be like let me watch like all 300 fucking plus charles band produced films that and it would be a journey <laughs> it seems like i'm joking but i am the kind of bitch that would commit to something stupid like that <laughs> yes, <you> um, would. <laughs> but yeah that was my experience overall
1: yeah i had some time while i had some fucking men in our house replacing all of our windows Uh, so it's a perfect opportunity to just watch this on my
0: laptop it would be amazing if you like put it on in the living room and they're like walking around and they all like stop you're like what is this and then it's like cut to like 10 minutes later they're all sitting on the couch around you enraptured by the ginger (laughs) dead man fuck I wish
1: I'd done that that would have been so funny uh they would have loved it that would have been great uh but no this was my first viewing, although I did tell one of my best friends, Christine, that we were doing this for the pod, and she immediately was like, didn't we try to watch this once at your apartment, like, five years ago? And I had all these rushed, flooded memories back come back, and I was like, oh my god, I have seen that diner scene. And we were like, mm, nope, this is immediately not for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did almost watch this once before, um, but even though it was only an hour i don't know i still found myself about halfway through being like i am bored Um, because i feel like the Mm. first half there's a lot i want to complain about and the back half is more of like your standard formulaic like slasher film so i was like okay i'm kind of over it which probably isn't a great sign for a 60 minute movie if halfway through you're bored um yeah but you know
0: gary busey is
1: um one of a kind (laughs)
0: He, you know, that's certainly one thing you can say about him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've gone over the viewing. We've gone over where you can watch it. And now is usually the time you get into the fun behind-the-scenes facts.
1: Yeah.
0: When I tell you when we went into this movie, I was like, i have it made in the shade with pink lemonade like there has to be so much ridiculous fucking shit about the gary busey ginger dead man movie now i'm not expecting fucking novels about this shit but i'm expecting some stuff based solely on the fact that someone just worked with gary busey you know what i'm saying (laughs) when i tell you nothing Nothing? there's fucking nothing i have two things written down and that was like (laughs) pulling teeth i literally at one point i was so desperate i was listening to like a random couldn't tell you what it was like I don't know if it was a podcast, but it was, like, some audio interview with Charles Band. And the, the name of the thing was about, like, Ginger Dead Man. And I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be Charles Band himself talking about Ginger Dead Man. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. I can listen to this. I, I listened to the whole fucking thing. Nothing. He does. He's talking about, like, his career as a whole, which is all fine and dandy, but I'm like, I'm looking for some Ginger Dead Man info. <laughs> and the only, he gets close at one point, point, he's talking about, oh, there's so many Gary Deucey stories, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Goes on to talk about somebody fucking else, not related to this movie, but he has a book, Charles Band, that I really want to read, called The Puppet Master, colon some, you know, other title after that. But it's about, like, his whole career, and blah, blah, and, like, given the fact that, as we said, he is, like, unintentionally a Girls Who Cried be horror mainstay, and I've yeah, seen I mean, at this point...
1: He's, like, the king of V-Horror oh, production. Oh, absolutely.
0: So I'm like... I really would like to read this book. Genuinely, I love to read, like, any, like, celebrity – I guess if we're going to call him a celebrity, like, autobiography, yada, 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 memoir. (laughs) Um, But apparently he's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of stories in there. And I'm like, chief, I don't have the time to go to the library right now, get this book out, and read it so I can be prepped for this podcast. So sorry, y'all, I didn't do the deep fucking dive work. There might be some retrospective I can do down the line because I do plan to read the book. And I can possibly give us information on past episodes as well. From Charles Band himself but until that point I got two motherfucking things for y'all um mainly right, about great. I mean the first one's mainly about Charles Band kind of what we've been talking about um which is the fact that um he uh this is one of 69 films he's directed Christ. and one of 300 and f- excuse me not even it's more than that now 374 films he has produced which is fucking nuts that's a lot damn um you might recall him if you're a fan of many movies but specifically ones we've done on the podcast he produced tourist trap intruder dolls puppet master not puppet master well he did pretty Master*, but that's not what we do yeah. castle freak sorority babes and the slimeball bolarama um he produced the first troll but seemingly not troll Two. Huh. um i think those are all the big ones of his that we did in the pod but like those are like Staples of our fucking show. Mm-hmm. And now, um, I don't know that he produced Ginger Dead Man. I would assume so. I think yes. Probably. He um, but he directed it and wrote it? Question mark? Did he? Let me search here quick. I would think so. No. He did no. not write okay. it. Um, on the fly here, let's see who wrote fucking Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> um, so we know who to thank. Yeah. Two people. <laughs> two, Of course August, two people wrote August this. White, who also wrote Evil Bomb. Three And William Butler, who is an actor in movies such as Fight of the 13th, the part five? You know, I can't do Roman numerals. The New Blood. Um, I
1: feel like I know that man's name.
0: And he also wrote the two Ginger Dead Man sequels. Which, huh. if you were wondering, there are Ginger Dead Man sequels. There is Ginger Dead Man 2, Colin Passion of the Crust. and ginger Dead Man 3 colon saturday night cleaver and if you think there is a universe in which we're not watching those for the podcast you're fucking out of your mind we certainly are (sighs) um who knows maybe next fucking december we do double feature two and three ginger dead Mans.
1: i mean i think passion of the Crest might be the best subtitle of a film ever a
0: fantastic title
1: (laughs) and there's ginger dead man versus evil bong
0: that's correct that is also true Because Charles Band also has his hands in the Evil Bong universe. Yeah. And if that
1: writer also wrote Evil Bong, that would make sense.
0: We wrote Evil Bong 3. I don't know if he wrote Evil Bong. Oh, whatever. (laughs) But he got in there at one point. Everybody got a chance at the Evil Bong franchise. Don't you fucking worry. Um, And the only other fucking fact I have is that Charles Band reportedly offered Gary Busey um, $25,000 to star in the film, expecting him to turn it down, and Gary Busey said, yeah. Okay. I'm not surprised at all. And that's the thing. I just, like, I read it and I was like, yeah, obviously. What the fuck else does Gary Busey have to do? That's what I'm saying. Like, first of all, <laughs> what else is Gary Busey doing that he would not be available? Also, beyond availability, like, I if you told me Gary Busey was booked and motherfucking busy and was offered this, I still would believe he'd be like, Ginger Dead Man movie? Yes. <laughs> He's just on that wavelength, girl.
1: Yeah, I don't think Gary Busey is booked and busy. I don't think a lot of people really enjoy working with that man. Um, But I have a fun fact. Oh, please, girl. We're desperate. Yeah, um, well, there is actually no soundtrack in this movie. There's probably a score, I'm assuming, uh, but there's no soundtrack. I don't know if you noticed. There is one song at the very end of the film that plays Uh up with the credits that is written and performed by none other than Charles Band is it really charles van (laughs) yeah in the credits he's the only person listed so he i'm assuming he's the one singing and he has pretty decent voice i was actually surprised it was him um yeah there's only one song and it's his song so if you ever wanted to hear his music just watch ginger dead man
0: you know what fucking go off
1: yeah i mean you just have to get to the end it's only 60 minutes so you
0: know you don't have to wait that long
1: yeah um But yeah, they do that thing, this thing at the end where they like freeze frame on each actor at the beginning of the credits. Uh, You know, they really need to get those extra ten minutes of credits in to make that runtime long. Oh, I know.
0: Well, (laughs) that's absolutely why they fucking did that because they were like, we aren't, we're not gonna fucking, we gotta get it up a little higher. Like we're fucking cutting it close because I literally made note. I was like, I love that in. I mean, a lot of movies do this sometimes where it's like near the end of the movie, they're like, let me give you a recap of everything you just watched. Mm -hmm. Like I just watched it. I don't need that. But I'm like, <laughs> it's already, like, annoying or, like, what the fuck, when you're watching a two-hour movie. I'm like, in a 60-minute movie, I promise <laughs> I didn't forget anybody or anything that happened. I don't need the, like, yeah, like, four stills and then a freeze frame of every actor who had a, even a second of fucking screen time in the movie. Um, but you know what? They did that. I'd like to say for us, but really it's so they could get it a longer run time. Um, but yeah, so I guess... Now that we're through with that fucking gigantic background <laughs> fact section, yeah. um, we can get on into the meat and potatoes of the movie, which I think a great place to start is what you were saying when you were talking about when you watched with Christine, which is the opening, um, which is so weird because I don't really know. I mean, I truly did not know what to expect other than, like, pure, pure stupidity and, like, a gingerbread man, evil, gross-looking puppet.
1: and. <laughs> I like his puppet face. He's, like, so ugly. A little, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he
0: he, he like, really is fucking hideous.
1: Well, his, like, his eyes and his mouth are very small, but his head is big. And it, like, reminds me of Leonardo DiCaprio. Because, <laughs> like, his head, as
0: he's aging, is getting bigger, but his face is staying the same size. Oh, my God. He really is giving Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> we should do a side-by-side on the Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and people are literally gonna be like you posted the same picture of her girl what the fuck
1: <laughs> it's like when i was like doesn't this kid on the bicycle and maximum overdrive like glenn <laughs> and glenda and you
0: won i didn't think so and, and people said yes yeah that's um right. so you know what maybe you really have an eye for this shit um but it's funny because the opening where they're in the diner and it is just like you know this like i guess robbery it's unclear fully like if gary Busey is just like trying to rob the place and then like it all goes wrong and he ends up killing people or if that was his like mo the whole time uh it doesn't fucking matter it's a 60 minute movie um but that to me felt it feels like i once again i'm not gonna say it was good but it's funny because it's like that scene felt so out of place going into this movie because i was like what This is how they open? Like, I guess. Like, it's giving, like, the classic, like, Jack Frost, which we talked about in the Jack Frost episode, which is obviously ripping on Child's Play, where it's, like, this evil guy, and he, like, dies, or for some reason or whatever, and then he puts his soul somehow into, like, a silly little fun object, like a doll, or a snowman, or a gingerbread cookie, um, and then wreaks havoc. I mean, it's the fucking formula at this point, um, but, thank you, Don Mancini, um, But, so, like, that made sense, but it felt like the only scene of the movie that felt like it was actually trying to be a real movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, I, it started like that, and I was like, oh, well, it's not, like, I'm not like, holy shit, this is great, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, we have something here, and then it's, like, immediately when they cut to, like, uh, whatever years later, and she's, like, working in a bakery, this girl that's now, like, I guess older, she looks exactly the same. I don't know how many years passed, I don't remember, like, yeah. three years well, like- shit.
1: They have her dress, like, very young and immature, even though she's clearly a full-grown-ass woman.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I was like, oh. Oh. They psyched me out.
1: Yeah, it just feels like that opening scene says up so many things that they just never go back to. Like, first of all, there's only three people in the diner that we get to see, so I don't know if he's already killed everybody else, or, if I don't know, maybe it's a slow day at the diner, but we have three people. It's a family. Um, right. A father. Uh, and his two children, a son and a daughter. The father decides it's a good idea to slowly approach the man with the gun, and he obviously gets killed. And then his son, for some reason, thinks, okay, I'm just going to do the exact same thing and expect a different outcome. Uh, But, like, there's no context for why Gary Busey's character is doing this. Like, is he robbing people? Does he just want to kill people? It's never really explained. Um, But he says something to her. He makes her stand up, and he says, don't be scared, I'm not going to kill you. But I have to finish what I started because that's what Mama says. And then he shoots her. So I'm like, if you're not planning on killing her, how is that finishing what you started? It does not make any sense to me. King makes sense.
0: It's it's such no like because that got me from the start because I was like, I'm in I'm invested in this movie now, but like not for the right reasons. Like I'm invested because I'm like, what the fuck are we saying? <laughs> because no, yeah, he, she's like whimpering in a diner booth, and of course it's like this. It's so weird because it feels like he's like, oh, like, because she's a young lady, like, I don't hurt women type vibe at first. Where I'm like, you know what? Respect. I respect your shit out of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you know, bitch, I'm delusional enough to be like, if I was going to stick up with someone that was, like, gunning bitches down, I do believe that I'm pretty and cute enough to, like, survive. Like, to be like, don't i'm just a pretty little girl and he's like okay i can't do it and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm to shoot you in the leg you know when that happened i was like no i don't want to be shot in the leg either. um but yeah it, it's like he's like telling me, like oh but like my like and it seems like at first he's gonna be like maybe his mother is like don't ever fucking hurt women and i'm like what a fucking interesting plot line we're gonna have for ginger dead man like ginger dead man like has the thing for the ladies maybe um no they fucking abandon that ship but yeah the thing about like his mother said finish the job okay then so then i was like so he's like i don't want to kill her but i have to because like jason Voorhees style like mommy's telling me to mm-hmm. and then yeah he shoots her in the fucking leg and i was like yeah because he says i'm not gonna kill you but i have to finish what i started make it make sense well that's what became confusing because when he said that i was like that doesn't make any fucking sense no um But truly, maybe this man is just obviously a psycho and, like, fighting demons, and he's, like, half of him is saying, I'm not gonna kill you, but the other half is controlled by mommy, and he's, like, but I'm gonna, actually. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, he doesn't kill her. She's in the leg, where it's, like, well, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Which I guess, in theory, it's, like, because I didn't kill you, don't send me to the chair, little girl. But obviously, she does, and that's the whole, you know, jumping off point from there is that she, her testimony got him sent to the fucking electric chair or whatever, and then he was Kareem made into dust, which then makes it the way to her fucking bakery. And then is, let's get to that part, because I know you're going to talk about it. It's like, it then gets to the bakery, yeah? Yeah, well, first of all, oh my god. Okay, well, the
1: description of the film says that his mother drops off his ashes that then get mixed in with the gingerbread seasoning. But, if you don't know that, like, I didn't. I didn't get that information from the film. The person that drops off is just a fucking cloaked figure that scurries off. Like, how am I supposed to just know that that is his fucking mom?
0: They, well, there's, like, a line at one point where they're talking about how, like, he was... Because there's two lines. Okay. But do we ever see one in the, the ashes? one the beginning, before he gets made, I think, or, like, whatever. Where they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, when he was, like, he was sent to the chair, and then he got cremated, and, like, the ashes got sent to his mother. Which I think they want you to assume is, as, like... So the only person that could deliver these ashes, it's so fucking obvious, is mommy. And then... Do we see the ashes? Like, is there a box? They don't look... I don't fucking remember. It's like, no, they don't look like ashes. They look like... like, (laughs) No, there's a box. There is a point... There's, like, one shot, bro, where they open up the fucking box and there is, like, what looks like flour. It looks like when you buy, like, packaged, like, fucking coffee cake mix. Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs) And you just add water and eggs. Like, that's what it looks like. But they want me to believe this fucking, like, cinnamon toast crunch ass mix is, like, (laughs) Gary Busey's ashes. Um, And then there's a scene at the end when everything's like, oh, we made it. And then, like... They're like selling shit or whatever, and these women bring these fucking gingerbread man cookies. They're like, this nice lady dropped them off or whatever. Which once again we're just to be like, how many? Like she sent a fuck like truckload of ashes. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I've never seen anybody's ashes in real life, but from what I know, and you know, you get somebody's ashes, you can fit them in a fucking like vase. Like, not a lot. Like, it's not like, oh my god, like, a fucking, like, U-Haul box, which is what essentially gets dropped off to her, full of ashes. Yeah. Well, I think she probably mixed some of the ashes, like, into the
1: gingerbread seasoning, but why are you accepting a delivery from a person you don't know? You have suppliers. Like,
0: what are you doing? Well, well, I don't even know. It doesn't make (laughs) any- girl, they're not gonna explain shit, because it's like, when she gets it, she's like, oh, it's the gingerbread seasoning, (laughs) which we will get to, but we both fucking know. Like- there's such a thing as, maybe there is to some people, but, like, as far as I know, there's no, this is, you don't put gingerbread seasoning when you make gingerbread men. You put in, like, fucking, like, nutmeg, molasses, yeah, like, like that's what makes it fucking gingerbread. Yeah, yeah like, there's no, like, one spice. <laughs> um, But she's expecting this fucking delivery, it seems. But then it's like, okay, if delivery was coming, it's, like, from the jump when she plays this delivery? Was it, like, Mommy somehow hacking the system, being, like, dumb bitch, you're gonna get ashes? Or did she, like, kill the fucking guy delivering the ashes along the way and slip them in? Like, all things that you'll never get an answer to. And you know what? I guess I don't really fucking need it in a 60-minute movie. Yeah,
1: but I feel like if you're struggling to
0: even hit 60 minutes, these are answers that you could give us. Make yeah. it clear. But also, we have to be real with ourselves. It's a Charles Band production. And I to say all of them are at this level, but I like, feel like if you're gonna go out and, you know alone direct like 69 movies let alone like produce 370 whatever the fuck like i gotta imagine a lot of them are gonna have like fucking little to no budget so it might also be just like maybe we want to answer those questions we don't have time nope we don't get the money for that yeah i would love to complain about the baking
1: i know you do please go uh, on. well i'm a baker i'm not like a professional baker or anything but
0: yet Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> I think I'm a good baker. Um, I read a lot. You know, I try to teach myself as many techniques and things as I possibly can. Um, I
0: have to say, before you go any further, because okay. Alex is telling her real short, Alex is an incredible baker. She thinks I'm just, like, doing it. No. Like, you have to see the shit Alex thinks. She'll send me pictures of fucking, like, cakes. And if anybody else sent me the picture, I'd be like, oh, my God, what a cute cake you, like, bought from, like, a professional bakery or, like, when you go to a grocery store and it's, like, perfectly for all that shit. And it's like, I just made this today because I just wanted to make a cake. And it's like, bitch, what? So the idea that she's like, I just, like, I bake sometimes. This bitch is baking. She, she's going to have her own bakery someday. So, like, this bitch knows what she's talking about. Well, thank
1: you. I tried to talk to Greg about this and his eyes were, like, glazing over and he was just like, yeah, sounds frustrating. He, like, didn't get it. I
0: believe you, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I had so many issues because, listen, it's so obvious to me that there's not a single person involved with the production that has ever baked anything in their life because everything was wrong. No. Yeah, like, if you're going to have one setting for your film and that one setting is going to be a bakery, you need to at least get the basics correct. There's a scene early on First thing that irritated me, one of the girls that works at the bakery, aside from our main character, she's frosting a cake, but she's holding the piping bag, like, I don't know, there's a specific way you're supposed to hold a piping bag, and she's just fisting it, and pretending to plop frosting onto the cake, and I'm like, if that weren't genuinely how you were doing it, that shit would be exploding out of the top, and it would go everywhere. Like, it's embarrassing that that's how you're gonna frost a cake, so immediately, I'm like, I do not trust these people. Not at all, but my big issue, and I cannot get over it. I can't. Ex- I can't like talk about it enough. And I think it's just men being stupid. The word bread is in gingerbread, but a yes. gingerbread cookie is a cookie. So if you're gonna make gingerbread dough, yes. you would make cookie dough. I don't know if you noticed, but the big mixing bowl they have of the gingerbread dough is bread dough. It's yeasted bread dough. It's on a bread. Oh dough. yeah. It moves the way bread moves, girl. I was livid. Dog, I make gingerbread cookies every year, I know. When I saw that they were gonna use yeasted dough, pretending that it was cookie dough, and then she fucking pulls a big slab of it and rolls it out, and you can see the gluten. You can see (laughs) the gluten, she says. I was losing my fucking mind, girl. I was screaming, that is not a fucking cookie dough, that is bread. You're telling me you're gonna make cookies out of bread? I was like, way too upset over this for what the
0: movie was oh my god i love that in this movie you might be the only (laughs) bitch on god's green earth who cared enough to be like you know my problem with the ginger dead man movie is forget no great movie except for the fact all the baking completely wrong i did make note if this one pissed me off is she takes the dough out and i was like now bitch I also bake. I'm not at the level of Alex, but I'm a very good baker as well, and I have many people that would back that. I'm a cookie queen a lot of the time. I make about 12 different kinds of Christmas cookies every year, and I make them on, like, a fucking industrial level, like, several batches. Can't even get into that nonsense. But one of the cookies I make every year, gingerbread man cookies. And with most cookies, especially cookies when you have fucking molasses in the dough, bitch, like... <laughs> If you're gonna roll it out and cookie cutter that shit, you have to chill the dough. Mm-hmm. The idea that you're gonna get that shit right out of the fucking mixer, plop it down on that surface, and then, like, knead it out and then roll it and get a cookie that you can actually lift off the surface, bitch, you'll be scraping that shit off the counter for hours. It's stuck there. It's mush. Use your brain. Yeah, you know why? Because it's
1: bread dough, which you do not chill.
0: again. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then...
1: And then on top of that, she breaks brings- the world's biggest cookie yes! I've seen in my entire fucking life, and she makes one gingerbread man, and she makes one cookie in an industrial-sized oven. Why would you make one cookie at a time? You have a huge oven.
0: Why are you making one cookie? Well, I think, okay, it makes no fucking sense, bro. bro. <laughs> I fucking can't. They are, I, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, you and your drunk mother that you're working with, who I'm sure is on the bottle because of what happened to your dad and your brother— whatever like the only amount of semblance of an attempt that like story and character they're giving us it would seem that we're supposed to assume that like their bakery is not doing well especially because like this new place moved in across the street doesn't necessarily seem like it's a bakery it just seems like another like food establishment or restaurant which I'm like okay if a restaurant moves across the street from a bakery it doesn't mean the bakery will lose business they're they're providing two different things Mm -hmm. like I don't go to a fucking like Outback Steakhouse to order a fucking birthday cake, you know. Like it's like what? I digress. It seems like the fucking bakery's in hard times, bitch. You're gonna take that much fucking dough. Presumably, you're not making the fucking. It's not like oh, I'm making this one gingerbread man for like my mom because she loves them, so I'll make her one big one, or like to not to use it some random display. Like no, they're like we're gonna sell gingerbread men. Uh, We cannot exaggerate this enough for people that have not watched this movie. This gingerbread man fucking cookie cutter is the size of a backpack. Like, like your full middle school, like, turtle shelling, JanSport backpack that's, like, giving you back problems for the rest of your life, big. It's so big.
1: And she has trouble getting the dough to even cut in that shape because it's yeast. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't. It's so
0: fucking dumb, bro. And, yeah, it's, like, it's so fucking huge. And it's, like... Which the only reasoning is like, well, because we want the gingerbread man to be a little bigger than your average cookie. And it's like, you could have fucking done so many other things. First of all, it's, at the end of the day, it's a fucking gingerbread man. If it was the size of a regular gingerbread man, I don't care. Fine. doesn't matter. Um also well, so he's evil. So she put a fucking tray of gingerbread men in there, and then he used the evil and morphed all the dough together. Yeah, that would make I'd sense. buy it! Yeah. Yes! It's just like, why the fuck are we putting this fucking, like, one-pound gingerbread baby <laughs> in the oven? Like, what the fuck, bro? Uh, yeah, it really infuriated me. I could not get past that. Ugh. No, that set me up. That The, the fucking cookie-cutter size pissed me off a lot. Yeah, and I just feel like if you're going to set
1: a movie... In a specific location. You just need to do basic research about, like, what would make sense. And that's just, like, not here in this movie. They did not do their work.
0: No. Um, Well, I will say, though, I did appreciate that the movie took place in one location. Yeah, of course. I love a bakery. Yes, I thought that was really fun. I mean, I can't – I don't know that I've ever watched a horror movie that takes place in a bakery. So, Mm -hmm. that was really fun. And, obviously, an easy comparison because we did it on the pod for a past holiday episode and – You know, as I said, there's, you know, story-wise a lot of similarities. But, like, I think it's something like Jack Frost where, like, love it for all its, you know, craziness. But even that, like, it's like, sure, it takes place in not a huge setting. But it takes place about the town. Like, a small town but about the town. Where, like, I figured this would be a similar thing. Mm -hmm. So when, like, we never left the bakery, I was like, okay. Yeah. Once again, I'm sure budgetary reasons as well. But you know what? Yeah, I mean, and I love a movie that takes place over the
1: course of one evening. I feel like that's a great idea. Yes. When you have a low budget, like you just, that. like, use one setting over the course of one night. Um, I just don't think it was utilized super great here. I mean, they use the oven. Um, and they use the freezer. Um, I feel like...
0: They do. They use a rolling pin at one point. <laughs> yes, they do use a rolling pin.
1: Um, for some reason, uh, the... <laughs> The girl that works with her gets covered in whipped cream with like cherries on her
0: titties. It was so confusing because it was like (laughs) Because (laughs) at first I was like, okay, so like, seems like Ginger Dead Man is a sexual fucking predator. Like, (laughs) what the fuck was all this? But then it it, then it came I started to think I was like, okay, this is so clearly whipped cream all over her fucking body and it's like so sexualized. But I'm like, it feels like they want me to believe it's not whipped cream and it's like layers of ice (laughs) on her body. I know it's whipped cream, but I'm, like, they, it feels like they're trying to sell it to me. Like, yeah. it isn't whipped cream. It's it's, it's ice. And I'm, like. Ugh. I love that they take her body out of the
1: freezer, and instead of cleaning her up, they're just, like, put a blanket, over her a
0: blanket like, on her. Puts uh, a blanket on her? Oh, my God, dude. You know that fucking rocked me. I was, like.
1: And then later, the main girl's, like, I cleaned it all off her so she won't get hy- hypothermia. And Amos is like,
0: yeah, it was a good idea. We'll <laughs> get to Amos, girl. <laughs> Bar on the um, ground. But one other thing I had to say, as on this track of, like, the people working in this fucking bakery, I don't know what kind of license they have, but revoke all of them. Yeah. Um, fucking, talk about health and sanitation. Bitch, she's in the fucking back with a character named Brick, um, and he, like, cuts his finger on something, which is also, like, I wouldn't say the inciting incident, but essentially another pivotal moment of the plot, Mm -hmm. in which... He cuts his finger and he's like, oh, I'm so hurt, blah, blah, blah. And our lead, Sarah, is, like, helping him, like, oh, let me see it or what the fuck ever. Like, takes his hand. Girl, I was on one. (laughs) Takes his hand, holds it over the open box of gingerbread seasoning they just got. And just lets it fucking drip into there. Like. Yeah, it's nasty. And I'm I'm sorry you don't miss that like first and foremost like you see the blood drops like it's in front of your face like you would see it happen and for some reason if you blinked and missed it like blood is not <laughs> it's not like throwing a rock into the ocean okay it isn't like it's gonna sink to the bottom the blood drops are gonna be right there on top of the fucking powder and they're just like Doo, do, 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 let's put some of this in our baking and i'm like yeah it's imagine nasty. going to a bakery And eating a cookie with somebody's fucking blood in it.
1: I don't even think she wears gloves when she's, like, getting the dough. No! I also think it's strange that they have, like, three different incidents happen that all work together to make the ginger dead man come alive. I feel like, you put the ashes in the dough, that should be sufficient enough to just bring him back. Like, no. Now there's blood in there, which I guess also aids in his body coming back. And then there's, like a lightning strike on the oven. Um, I don't know. There's, like, a... I don't really remember. There's, like, some explosion or something happens with, like, all the power in the oven, and it shoots fireworks fucking everywhere and goes crazy, which, again, I guess, is part of the reason that he, like, is able to... I guess because he was electrocuted. Now he gets to, like, come back to life through this lightning.
0: I mean, it's insanely, like, fucking child. Yes, 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 yes. Where uh, it's, like... Yeah, and, like, but like, why
1: do all these things have to happen for him to come back? It's just very... Like, specific and coincidental. And that's what I don't buy about this film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying this! <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't seem realistic to me. I mean, I think, once again, like, to be only the tiniest bit fair to Ginger Dead Man, in the sense of, like, you think about Child's Play, it's like, y- you know, when Chucky wants to get into a new body, he has to have the body of the first person he reveals himself to. He has to say the chant over the body. There has to be a fucking... I, I don't know, they changed with the series. Yeah, it, it feels like it like it has to be when there's a storm. Yes, but that's the difference. It's like, you can have a lot of the rules, but they establish them. It's a well-made movie, girl. Like, Child's Play goes off. It's so good. Child's Play 2? Low-key, even better. Um, I digress. We already did an episode on all that. Um, but, yeah, in a movie like this, it's just like, it just feels like, once again, every choice made in this movie feels bad and also feels like an attempt to be like, just fucking do it. We need more minutes in the runtime. So no, now we need a lightning sequence. Just put it in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to really be like a super shady bitch, but like this definitely feels like the kind of movie that was written over the course of one night that they would just like sh- threw it all together, you know? Oh yeah. yeah I mean, it, which makes sense. It's you know very. And brand. you know what? Charles Band loves to just like get a poster and be like, okay, this is the movie. Make a movie about this.
0: For um, if it was indeed, I'm sure it wasn't in theory, but like. I would, lo- I love the idea of, like, if this is a movie that, like, me and my friends wrote in a night, mm-hmm. and this is what it was, like, I'd be like, <laughs> bravo, honestly, for, you know, what you got, you know, could have used a fuckload of more work, but, you know, one, one and done, not the worst thing we've watched, <laughs> um, but somebody that <laughs> yes. I need to talk about is um, Amos, um, bitch, if you had told me going into fucking Ginger Dead, man, that I was about to have a fat crush. <laughs> on brand. I probably would have been like, yeah, probably, knowing my track record. I'm surprised it wasn't Gary PC. N- n- bitch, don't come from my neck <laughs> like that. Um, but the character of Amos, mm, I hate his ass up, because first and foremost, he's cute. He's giving a little Matthew Lillard vibes, I'll fucking say it, okay. so I was like- swallowing a whole girl um <laughs> not spitting up anything bitch oh <laughs> um but even his character because he is introduced to us as um the nasty mean bitches uh boyfriend miss who, pretty face miss pretty face her <laughs> name is it's lorna isn't yeah, it? yeah, lorna. um who's
1: like she's the daughter of the man who owns the rival restaurant across the street
0: Right, and, like, she fucking shows up in Sarah's bakery with, like, a rat to be, like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, she's trying to, like, shut Which down. also got me, like, first of all, showing this. And then they get into, like, a fight, and I'm, like, imagine a bitch trying to swing on my ass. <laughs> and, like, picking up her pastries and throwing them <clears throat> at her in my bakery. No. I would say I, I would have gotten physical, but they did, too. I would have gotten someone's getting taken out in a stretcher physical. Like, no cat fight. Like, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. Anyways, he comes in, and, of course, he's, like, this kind of, like, Ugh. they're talking about him being, like, tattooed boyfriend, but, like, he has no fucking tattoos. He's the bad boy. Like, they kept saying, and I feel like, and I was like, where are the tattoos? Where are they? I'd like to see them. That's what I'm trying to get across. Um, He has, like, I don't know, like, a piercing or something. It doesn't matter. He's cute. He yes. He's He's trying to establish his, like, punk rock-esque bad boy, whatever. Yes. So he comes in, and you're like, well, he's going to be mean because he's – of how he looks or is trying to come across and also because he's like the bitch's boyfriend and immediately he's like looking out for Sarah he's kind of like what did she do to you like about his girlfriend like being like come on like we're leaving and then of course chaos erupts because ginger Dead man is alive and well and he's coming after them or whatever and like Girl, Amos has his priorities set because he didn't give a fuck about his nasty bitch of a girlfriend. He's all about fucking Sarah, um, you know, being flirtatious, looking out for her. You know, bar subterranean as usual, but in my eyes, you know, like, what a gentleman. (laughs) Um, You know, he's an idiot, but he's trying his best. Um, I just truly ate up every second of screen. Like, I shoot you not, like, the scene when they're together – because there was a minute where, like, I think it comes after this, because there's a, a moment where, like, Amos goes out to, like, the car or some shit. He's, like, trying to see if her cell phone has, like, charge or some shit, which it obviously doesn't or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the girls are left alone, and, um, Lorna, or whatever the fuck her name is, is, like, talking to Sarah about him, and is essentially, in what, in this statement being, like, one, she doesn't give a fuck about him. She, like, she just, she just likes attention. Mm-hmm. So she just doesn't want him to have his attention on anybody else. And Sarah's, like, essentially, like, okay. And then she's, like, but he has his attention on you. Like, he's, like, flirting with you, blah, blah, blah." um, And after that, they have this whole, like, alone scene. Sarah and Amos. Girl, I was, like, gripping the fucking couch. (laughs) Like, I'm so in need of help. It's so bad. um. In which they're, like, reminiscing where she's, like, oh, like, we knew each other when we were younger. Like, you came to my birthday party and you, like, tried to kiss me or some shit and I, like, punched you in the face. And, like, he's, like, oh, my God. Like, I remember that. Like, holy shit, it's coming back. And then, like, he's, like, he has a line in which he says, like, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for the Q and Um, But he has this line where I was, like, I know this is wrong. And in any other context, it would be, like, king take a hint but of course in this specific context and in my little warped brain i'm like (laughs) what um so yeah i think i have multiple lines i feel like for q and slay and i think they're all amos lines because everything he said i was like i was fucking barking girl
1: (laughs) well i feel like also for the most part all of the characters kind of suck and amos is like the one beaming light who's not a piece of shit, so... Yes. It's pretty easy to cling to, because, you know, he has he's a nice hot guy, and everybody else just fucking sucks, so why not?
0: Well, the, the, yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, everyone else is, either, like, a bad person, or it's, like, you know, drunk mom, which it's, like, you know, peace and love, who's picking that one? And then even Sarah, it's just, like... Yeah, it's the classic. Like she has no fucking character. It's the, her entire life is centered around one thing that happened to her, and that's the only character trait they give her. Yeah, like, she's kind of annoying as hell. Yeah, it's not like it's not like she's a good baker. Like no. they couldn't even give her that shit. Like oh pff, not in a fucking ten years, bro. Like not in a million years. Um. So yeah, Amos comes in and he's like, okay, he has like a personality. Like he's the bad boy of the town. Blah blah. blah. Like he's a little funny. He's a little silly, but he's still a gentleman. Blah blah. So you're like. Once again, those are maybe exaggerated traits to give him, if you really watch the movie. Like, we're reaching a little bit, but it's like, when there's nothing else to grab onto, I will reach all fucking day. Like, for Amos. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, he's a treasure. He's a prize, really. Lord have mercy. Um, The thing is, like, I love to be, like, only in the Gingerbread Man universe when I fall for this, knowing well, full and well, I would fall for it in real life, too. Yeah, you anyway. um, would. <laughs> but yeah, and then... Another male character that I guess, to some degree, we have to bring up is Brick, who we yeah. addressed at the beginning, who, like, also works in the bakery. It feels like a little bit at the beginning, like, they're setting him up to be Sarah's love interest. Mm-hmm. Because he clearly likes her, and, like, she's not overtly being, like, I don't like you. He's, like, inviting her to come to his wrestling match. He's the butcher baker. That's his... I was, like, Did
1: you think the same thing? Same nightmare maker, you motherfucker. I was gonna like, scream. Oh, he didn't. I was very and- upset. He says... Butcher Baker a lot. And I was I was hoping. I know every time
0: I was like, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like she won't go to the match because I don't fucking remember. It she has matter. to bake her one Whatever. huge gingerbread cookie. Yeah, she has to make her huge gingerbread man cookie. Um, so he's like gone then for most of the movie, which is then we set up Amos, which I was happy about because I was like, I don't give a fuck about Brick and this nerdy ass wrestler bitch. Like, and then I got Amos, and I was like, hell yeah. Um. <laughs> And then he comes back, and then he gets, like, set up with, like, the other girl that works at the bakery, in theory. Like, she's, like, (laughs) because he comes back as his persona butcher baker and, like, bodies, you know, Gary Busey ginger dead man. He, like, eats him. When I tell you, my stomach turned because I was, like, why the fuck would you eat him? Like, I get the the idea that it's, like, it's a cookie, so the way to destroy it is to eat it. I'm, like, but it's also a cookie. Put it in a glass of milk. Let it dissolve. Like, I don't understand. Rip it apart. Do anything. Like, burn it in the oven. Like, what are you talking- like, I feel like there's somebody things. Oh, feed it to a dog before you ate it yourself. Like, I'm like, he has a face. He has little teeth. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna fucking eat him. And then as he's eating him, it's like blood is pouring out of Gary Busey. To the point where then, like, when Brick looks up, like, he has it smeared on his face. So it's not like it's like he doesn't- Like, I'm like, Ugh! ew! Well, listen. Based on his baking skills, I don't know. He might- Think that's what's supposed something. to happen yeah, yeah. To it take. was foul and of course also just like beyond all of that like like i feel like they haphazardly at least sarah like tried to put together like what happened and how he was created i mean she figures out it's him so i'm just like if you know that um putting parts of him in something else made that happen why would you then ingest him yeah seems like A recipe for disaster, which it very much is, because then, of course, in the last minute, like, three minutes of the fucking movie, like, they're really dragging it out at 60 minutes, is, like, they're all like, oh, well, that's over. And then, of course, Brick is now possessed by Gary Busey. And, like, honestly, poor him. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. But now he's, like, he he tried to save them stupidly by eating him. And now he's possessed. And, like, I love that there's, there's very little thought of, like, Our friend Brick, how do we unpossess him? How do we help him? They're like, no, Brick's gone. Put him in the oven. No, literally, they put him in the oven. Because I think Amos is like shoving him in the oven or some shit. And somebody, maybe Sarah or somebody else, is like, oh my God, he's like, no, 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 Brick's gone. Don't worry about it. It's not him anymore. And they just like kill him. And it's like, yeah. And then it just like cuts to them like maybe the next day or like a week later. And they all are like kind of perfectly fine about the situation. They're like at a bake sale. Like, couldn't give a fuck that they murdered Brick. Yeah, I mean, they could have just put the in the oven to
1: begin with i feel like they just needed kills yeah uh, they were like let's do a possession we can check that box
0: off i mean i will give them props like having him eat the cookie while i know is like someone with a brain in their head dumb choice for a character to make but like it it is good for the movie in a sense that like it's fucking gnarly Mm -hmm. truly it's debatably the gnarliest part of the fucking movie um And then you do have that final, like, last kick in the ass of, like, it's not over. And and they make fucking Brick look like a goddamn deadite. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know what? And once again, questionable choices are being made. But at this point, and also going in, even though I hadn't seen the movie, and they put on this scene, I would expect these level of questionable choices to be made by characters in a movie called The Ginger Dead Man, if I'm going to be 5,000% honest. So, you know, for all the complaints I can have, you know, I'm complaining as somebody that stupidly is looking for, like, a well-made, like, fleshed-out movie. Maybe longer than 60 minutes. And I have to accept that, like, that's not what this is. I need to accept it for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Ah, Well, on the note of Brick's demise, um, because we're going to move past it really quick just like they did. Um, it's time for everybody's favorite. (laughs) She was (laughs) choked. Um... The Q and Slay. Alright, yeah, I feel like this is
1: where we can start to get some of, like, the really fun stuff in. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, What would you say is your favorite kill or effect from this little low-budget shit?
0: My favorite kill um, was actually when the gingerbread man is driving a car. um, (laughs) Yes, I love it. And he because first of all what a fucking stupid sight <laughs> this is where he kills jimmy dean who is um father to laura or lorna lorna yeah wait is it jimmy dean like the jimmy dean of the sausages unclear, unclear. um but maybe we can pretend um I like that. he kills the jimmy dean um <laughs> he is the the big cowboy hat wearing owner of the new restaurant across the street father of lorna dean who is a cunt um he's like pulled up I don't remember why. It doesn't matter. He pulls up in between the two restaurants because I are right across the street and he's like, oh, what's going on? Blah, 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 And then gets out of the car to then have like the gingerbread man like get in. And then like the, the best part for me, because we've talked about this many times, I love a movie where if there's a theme, we're killing to the theme. And you might be asking yourself, how is a gingerbread man driving a car and killing someone with a car in theme? But you might also be asking yourself, how is he reaching the pedals? Well, he's reaching the pedals using a goddamn rolling pin. And you know what? That was enough for me to check off the box of, like, kill on theme. Um, So he, nothing fancy, just turn the car around with the steering wheel using the rolling pin. And then Jimmy Dean in classic, like, dumb horror movie character moment. is like, no, no. Plenty of fucking time to get out of the way of the car. He's just standing in front of it like, don't do it, don't do it. And it's like. Seems like you want to go, Prince. Like, it's like, doesn't seem like you're you're fighting to live. And then, yeah, pins him against the wall of the bakery, I guess killing him instantly? I don't know. Which then we have later Lorna Dean coming out and finding her dad and being like, Daddy. Then taking his watch and being like, I'll miss you. <laughs> and then going back in and it's like, she got over that real quick. It's very on brand for her.
1: Well, now she's going to inherit the Jimmy Dean dynasty if she lives.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Spoiler alert! Exactly, so that's how we got the Jimmy Dean we know today. But yeah, I, wow, that's quite having chubby little gingerbread Gary Busey fucking driving a car was like, yeah, it was a thumbs up for me. It's a good one. Um,
1: I would say, I mean, we already talked about the deadite makeup, which I really like because I feel like if we're actually talking good makeup, I would say it's probably the best that we get in this movie. Um yeah I enjoy the way that they made his face look and I do like the ginger dead man obviously because he's so stupid and weird but again we've already talked about that so don't want to get into it um yes definitely put his photo on our instagram um with Leonardo DiCaprio yes I would have to so aside from those two I will say that what I enjoyed it was very quick um but the way that Lorna meets her maker uh he literally just throws a butcher knife straight into her forehead um it's what she deserves. I think it looks pretty decent for, like, a knife in your fucking skull. Um, it's very, you know, just very simple, easy yeah. kill. But I liked it because I think that she sucks and he ruins her pretty face. Um, it's not really a lot of deaths, I would say, to talk about in this film or really to make note of.
0: But sometimes you just gotta stab a bitch in the head. Girl, don't I know it. Well, yeah, th- that's not another point. It's just, like, yeah, there are... It's just, like, let Gary Busey, like, re- have it. Yeah. Like, let him rain carnage on this bakery. Like... It's insane to me that like mom doesn't actually die. Like I feel like two she's, different times. Like, she's in lives, the oven. It's like, so he just killed mom. Yeah. And then someone discovers her and she's just like, she's in the oven. She's smiling. yeah. And I was like, so she's dead. <laughs> and then it's like, no, she's just like passed out. It was warm in there. She fell asleep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's then we stupid. have um, what's her name? I can't think. Sorry, I can't think of the character's name. But the girl that's like the other girl working the bakery who like is in the freezer. It's like when they found her body at first, I was like, so she's dead. And they propped up her body in this weird variance feels like ways like you know jack frost way and it's like no she's just really cold <laughs> we gotta thaw her out yeah. and i'm like you could just kill her like i'm like what is she serving to the plot at this point point? and then if you think about it like cut to the end of the movie what do mom or her do to, to fucking solve the problem where it's like we needed them it's there Nothing. they just f- survive to survive and it's like chief kill her. like yeah, maybe in The Passion of the Crust, they let him go off a little more. I mean, we can only fucking hope and pray. Um, also, her name is Betty, just so you know. The girl from the freezer?
1: Yeah. No,
0: no, no, Betty's the mom.
1: Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Betty is the mom. Um, Julia, yeah, 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 must be Julia. Um, also, I have to say that Gary Busey's character's yeah, name, be. for some reason in this movie, is Millard
0: Findlemeyer.
1: Why? For Why?
0: I'm sure it's a reference to, like, something in Charles Band's life or oh. something else. Do you think it's a
1: reference to Otis Spunkmeyer cookie? It's like a... Like maybe. It's like I I don't a, even know what those are. It's like a brand of cookie, like a Toll House or like a Pillsbury. Otis Spunkmeyer. I used to always get them in college.
0: I mean, that's as good as guess as anything. Yeah. Maybe. But, on to the next. What's your favorite line from The Ginger Dead Man? Okay, I wrote a few down. But you said most of
1: yours are from Amos, so I'll just say all Truly of say
0: whatever you want, girl. Like, I've got plenty.
1: <laughs> okay, they're all stupid. But this one's very small, but I loved it, so I had to go with it. Um, it's the first time that we meet Jimmy Dean, and he's talking to Sarah. He says, you remember my daughter Lorna, don't you? And she says, yeah, she's hard to forget. Which, in general, I thought was shady, so I dug that. Um, but it's his follow-up line where he says, did I tell you she was named Miss Pretty yeah. Face of Waco? Like, what the fuck? Why is there a beauty pageant called Miss Pretty Face? Jesus.
0: It reminds me. It reminds me of when I was um, truly in one of the worst experiences of my life. An experience that you also lived through. Um, not at the same time as me. As when I was interning at Boston Casting, okay, which I is a whole come. fucking can of worms. Um, Maybe not one of I am casting. willing to go on the line and say it was an awful experience. Nightmare. Um, yeah. And the woman... That woman running the company, who I will not name, but if you're curious, look it up. She, not a nice lady at all. But I remember it was, like, just, like, living in fear of her the whole time you were there. And she did not bother to learn anyone's name. Um, But, like, several times she would refer, like, not even referring to me, like, oh, talking to somebody else. I heard it. Like, no, directly to me would call me Pretty Girl. <laughs> which I was like, right. you know if this was like a man doing this it would be bad but also i'm gonna be ten thousand percent honest with all of y'all even if it was a man because she wasn't doing it in anywhere it was like obviously a come on it was just like i couldn't be like pretty girl come over here i need this where i was like you know that i was like (laughs) and what are y'all bitches nicknames because mine's pretty girl
1: well, yeah, because like her whole thing when I when I was there was like, oh, she makes all the interns cry like at least once a day. So I mean, if you're gonna get called pretty girl, it's better than fucking crying in the corner.
0: She also made me audition for a small speaking role on one episode of Smith. My first day at the internship, <laughs> they but made... there's so many things I could say about the internship for another time. Yeah. They made me audition
1: for a Christmas commercial because I was wearing a red shirt. Uh, Which I regretted after. Uh, Because they were like, it's festive. You have to. Um, It was just so
0: funny. I'm like, y'all are desperate. Yeah. Like, the amount of times I feel like they were trying to just get bodies on the screen. Which I think is a whole thing because, like, I think they needed maybe hit a certain number to, like, show the casting directors or whoever the fuck they had to report to that, like, look at all the people we went through to find you their best ones. It's just, like. Yeah, I would never want to do that again. Um. Yeah. But anyways, that's what it made me think of. The Miss Pretty Face. I was like. I could have won that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Well, okay.
1: My other two favorite lines are ginger dead man lines. Because, you know, you can't have a movie about a gingerbread man killer and not have him do the whole Chucky Freddy snarky one-liners that are centered around baked goods. You gotta have it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So, both of these are from the same scene with the mom. She's obviously drunk. That's her character. Um, So, she's extra confused when she sees him and she says, what is that? And he goes... Well, it ain't the Pillsbury fucking Doughboy, which, like, really cracked me up. Um, and then later, in that same scene, she gets her finger
0: cut off, and he says, Oh, yes. Ever try a lady finger? Which, for anyone who doesn't know, is a cookie. Oh, girl. You use girl. a I, Two things. One, I love ladyfingers. They're now, I think, called Vienna fingers. Oh, um, no. But I couldn't eat in a whole fucking package of the Pillsbury, like Vienna Fingers. Oh, my God, they're so fucking good. Um, and then the Pillsbury Dough line, um, it's a straight rip from fucking Jack Frost. Because yeah. there's a Jack Frost line where they're like, what is that? Blah, blah. blah. is like, well, it ain't fucking frosty. <laughs> um, which, in so my good. opinion, is the better line, yeah? Um, I do think, though, that the Pillsbury line, isn't that when – he first appears, and doesn't, like, Lorna or somebody say, like, what is that? Because isn't that his, like, first spoken line of the movie as the ginger dead man? Oh, I do wrote
1: <clears> mom, <throat> but, you know, honestly, do I trust that I'm right? No. Well, girl,
0: I mean, some of my lines, I'm not going to be able to tell you what the fucking context preceding them are. I, I wrote them down and then stupidly didn't put any context, so, um. <laughs> well, that's all I have. Um. <laughs> these are all aimless lines, bitch okay so the first one this is the one i'm like i can't give you a single shred of fucking context for um all i know is lorna says something it's right before i think they discovered i don't remember it's right at the beginning of the ginger dead man like mayhem and she's saying something i don't know if she's like trying to piece together what happened or blah 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 i cannot recall i knew at the time and then forgot um but amos says which it's like him like Pretty much like putting her in her place and like reading her. So of course I was like, I love him. He's like, whatever she's like, she goes to his whole rigmarole, and then he goes, It spelled all that out for you, Lorna. That's longer than any book you've read in your life. Um, I think that's and what I was she's
1: like talking Whoa! about the first time she ever used a Ouija board.
0: Oh my, you're right because it like it's she's like yeah, and it told us that um there was this guy and he killed girls blah, blah, on like his second hole. He's like it literally spelled all of that for <laughs> yeah. you. Um, I do like that. Then. I The next two are Amos to Sarah and their lines that really made me kick my fucking feet. The first one that I will say is the one that I didn't say before, which is, um, (laughs) she, um, whatever, like, they're just talking about how she hit him in the face or whatever, and he's like, blah, 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 Um, And then he says, um, I gotta contain myself. Anyways, um, and then she says, he says, maybe I get turned on when girls hit me. ever think about that. And I was like... I gotta put my head down in shame. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. I was just like, you know, I I'm just gonna let the quote speak for itself. You truth, guys bitch. fucking fill in the blanks. Um, and then the last one I have is sometime later. I think it's Lorna talking, not Lorna Jesus. Sarah talking about um, whatever she wanted to fucking do with her life. I couldn't recall as if I retained. Well, she acts like being a baker is this lowly job. Like I don't want to be a baker my entire life.
1: Bitch, you should be so lucky.
0: I know, literally. Like, with the
1: technique I'm seeing here, maybe it's not the right calling for you.
0: <laughs> don't worry, girl. You won't. Be. <laughs> um, you won't last much longer. Um, but of course, like in a very like <laughs> way, he's like telling her, and she's like, "You should go for what you want to do," and blah blah. And then he's like, a smart, pretty girl like you could be whatever she wants. And I was like, oh, yeah. <gasps> <sighs> slitting <laughs> my fucking throat. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I am nothing if not predictable yeah. and embarrassing as fuck. Well,
1: I think that's the perfect segue uh, to rip off the band-aid and say, Anya, who the fuck is your partner in crime?
0: Oh, my God. You guys would be really so shocked. I know nobody's thinking this, and it's kind of, like, out of left field, but I am going to pick Amos as my partner in crime. I wish you'd said Millard. (laughs) Could you imagine? Um, Because uh, every reason I already stated, um, I, and mainly I want to be my boyfriend. Yeah. That's it. I just want Amos to be my boyfriend, and I don't have anything else to say. No, go ahead. Read me. No, I have nothing to say. He's all yours. (laughs)
1: um well i had also chosen amos because at the time i was like he's the only non-shitty character in this fucking film but since you've laid claim to him so firmly um i'm just gonna share (laughs) i'm just gonna go with julia um because i don't want to go with sarah i find her a little bit irritating and she clearly doesn't know how to bake so i'm gonna go with the other girl who also to be fair does not know how to bake but if she's my sidekick Then I get to be Luke Baker. And I also do think she's very kind because she went out of her way to take the drunk mom home and make sure she was fine. And then later, she, like, finds the mom again and she tries to help her. So, you know, she's a good person. So, Amos is all yours. We don't need to fight over him. Um, I will just be the best baker and I'll take my little sidekick girl with me. Wow. Yeah, I'm a really good friend.
0: Wow. You're literally, I mean, you're also married, so. Whatever. um, I'm trying not to die alone, girl. Um, (laughs) he's my one shot. Anyways, um, I guess now we get to the, um, fun original questions, which I really pulled this out of my ass quite literally a minute before we started recording this episode because I forgot to write one and I was like, what, what is something I can think of? Um, so, (laughs) so I don't know what my answer is going to be. Um, but if you were to, um, essentially what sentient evil pastry do you think you could take in a fight?
1: Oh, i taking a fight? Oh, shit. Um, well, it's tough, because, like, a gingerbread man is kind of the only pastry other than, I guess, like, another kind of cookie that's going to be in the form of a person. So everything else is, like, I don't know, a fucking croissant, like, rolling across the counter. I mean, like, what is that going to (laughs) do? Teetering. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I could take any pastry, personally, because I am the baker, and therefore I am its maker. Um... But I guess if I had to choose, I'd want something extravagant. So my favorite dessert, maybe not my like favorite dessert to eat, but to speak about, is a croquembouche, which is a tower of cream puffs that's held together um, by caramel, and it's it's a French dessert. It's incredibly beautiful. Um, Didn't you want one for your wedding? Of course, I wanted a croquembouche for, like, the centerpiece so bad. I just
0: so many conversations. Oh. You were like, I'm going to get this for my wedding. Yeah.
1: And they had, the bakery that we used actually did have them, but I was like, oh, that's too bougie. I'm not going to really do it. Um, But, you know, it is one of my goals as a baker to, like, eventually construct a humongous croquembouche. Um, I mean, I won't know what to do with it. It's like 100 cream puffs. I can't eat all that shit. But if I had to fight any pastry, I think it would be that because... They kind of look like a christmas tree sometimes they've spun sugar around yeah them. it's really beautiful I'll give it a google um so i choose a croquembouche because it has the height to it so maybe it'd be a little bit more of a worthy adversary than like if i just fought i don't know like a single cream puff what is that gonna do
0: i like that you're really looking for a fight like i like that you're like no no, no. tiny pastry not good enough i need it to be bigger well i mean i could take any pastry so like give me a fucking challenge okay girl you wake up, there's, like, a fuckload of sentient pastries in your house. Let's see who's talking now. Oh, I love that. Okay, what about you? Uh, cheesecake. Oh, just, like, a che- plain cheesecake? Um, yeah I, yeah. I could take a fucking cheesecake. Graham cracker crust. Yeah. I There was one time when I got, many, 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 many years ago, I was still, like, living home, probably in, like, fucking middle school or high school. There's multiple stories along this line, but I'll just tell you this one. Um, and we like to bring it up all the time because um, it's very funny to us, Um, but I had gotten a cheesecake for, like, my birthday cake,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there was, like, one fucking piece left, which I feel like it's, like, so that goes to the person whose birthday it was. Yeah. Like, even if it's leftovers. Like, unspoken but understood. And I remember I came into our kitchen. It must have been when we were at home after school, so my parents were not home. And Seamus, my brother, had taken the piece of cheesecake out, and he was getting ready to eat it. And I remember, like... And I am a hothead. I still am. But I have it much, much more under control now. I had no control and no desire for control at this time in my life. So I remember I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, cheesecake? And I was like, my cheesecake? (laughs) And he was like – and of course it becomes this thing where he's not going to – you know, we're siblings. It's not going to be like, oh, sorry. It's going to be like, well, now we have a standoff. He's like, yeah. And without a second thought in the world, like, instantaneous, and thank God Bridget was there, so there was another witness, I balled my fist up, and I just punched the cheese <laughs> and smashed it to, like, oblivion, and I was like, okay, have fun eating it now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, what the fuck? I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> How old were you? Too old like 16 you know probably i don't know 15 <laughs> um that's so good i thought you were gonna hit him <laughs> no no wow. i was like i'm not gonna get in trouble for this that's the thing it's like who's gonna what, what are you gonna ground because i punched the cheesecake like so you have history fighting cakes already you know yeah and i won so like i know i could do it again <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: amazing oh my god uh, oh lord i, didn't I know mercy. that story thank you you're welcome <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well um My question is kind of similar. Um, As you said earlier in the episode, we have done three different films where the murderer has transferred his soul into an inanimate object so he can live on. You know, Charles Lee Ray going into a good guy doll. You got Jack Frost into a snowman. And now here we have Millard Vindelmeyer as a gingerbread man. So, Anya, if you were to die and have the ability to put your soul into any inanimate object, what would you pick? speckles yeah i knew you were gonna say speckles but at the same time isn't speckles sentient yes yes, yeah, so it doesn't work but i
0: you know it doesn't count because like our souls are kind of already connected so that would just kind of be a meshing of the two souls into one being instead yeah. of it's separated between two so i can't make speckles but you know i would love to see what it is through his eyes someday um yeah i wanted to pick him. speckles as well
1: but you know he's already his own person
0: speckles would shove us out get out yeah This body, this vessel's already (laughs) taken. Um, what the fuck would I want to transform into? So it has to be an inanimate object. Um, okay, because then I was like a frog. (laughs) Just (laughs) like no, can't do that. (laughs) Um, like looking around my room, I'm like, what the fuck would I want to be transformed into? Um, maybe like a snatched little brat's doll or something.
1: Ooh,
0: like. You get, like, a nice little, like, hourglass figure, titties, you know, if you're going brats or one of those, you know, big eyes, Kylie Jenner lips, um, fucking set cheekbones. I already have those, though. Um, and then, yeah, you can walk around easily. You can pretty much maneuver, um, so I feel like you're less helpless than, you know, if I transformed into a fucking candle or some shit. Um, you know, so I would go with, like, killer, killer, I guess if I'm evil, killer brats doll but if i'm just me a brats with a passion for fashion i think that's really wonderful um yeah i mean you want to pick some kind of dogs. i mean chucky had the
1: right idea i mean a snowman's yeah. gonna fucking melt a cookie's gonna go bad so you have to pick something that's not gonna expire or be eaten right um the lizard part of my brain really wanted to pick a furby because they're already so terrifying um oh my god <laughs> but they can't really move what and i already have like a Furby body so I'm not trying to do that like continuously in my death so not Furby I'm just
0: imagining you because those Furbies like with the eyes like open oh, yeah. just like at you sitting at the end of your bed with Greg in the bed and you being like hey Greg hey. and you just little like the Furby beak going <laughs> terrifying <laughs> uh yeah that was my
1: first thought um but I think if I really had to pick something I'd really probably want to go into the body of like a super creepy Victorian doll Like, the kind of doll that anybody would see Mm. and and immediately be like, that shit is haunted. Get that fucking out of my house. That's, like, very much my vibe. Because then way I'd have a body I can walk around in, like you said. And I'd also probably be wearing, like, a really gorgeous Victorian gown. I'd have, like, beautiful auburn hair with, like, curls. But at the same time, I would be terrifying. Because they're
0: terrifying. I love that. Yeah.
1: I would have a huge creepy collection if Greg allowed me to.
0: You know what you gotta get it on? You gotta get it on the living dead dolls. Oh. Are you familiar? Yeah, I
1: like those. Yes. Yes. The more haunted a doll is, the fucking better, if you ask me.
0: Interesting. I'll be making note of this for future gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Greg.
1: (laughs) Literally every Christmas when I open a box that's shaped a certain way, I always look at my mom and go, Is this a Chucky doll? And it's never a fucking Chucky doll, but I ask every year
0: we got to get one from um, Trick or Treat Studios, because they have, like, the really nice, officially licensed ones. Mm-hmm. Like, n- no shade to the fucking Spencer's ones, um, but, like, these are, like, the ones that are supposed to look, like, direct from the movie. Well, there is a
1: big package wrapped up at my parents' house right now that's the songs for And you for think Chucky it's Dull. a Chucky Doll? I mean, we'll see. I've literally asked her the last three years. She's if like, you get a
0: fucking me. Chucky Doll this year, bro, I... <laughs> i will go insane i'll be so jealous you know I'll, I'll text it to you immediately it's gonna be
1: the first gift that i open this year i can't wait i hope it's chucky please please please
0: you're gonna open it and it will be a chucky doll but it'll be like from fucking like like sheen chucky doll <laughs> like the most like botched awful looking piece of shit i mean like, don't you love it
1: that's my mom she loves it a deal so i wouldn't be surprised
0: um yeah wow so we're going we're gonna to have our book smart moment and just become dolls and just live a better, happier life. Um, but, yeah, that is um, almost the conclusion of the Ginger Dead Man episode because we have to get to the very, very last part in which we rate this Charles Band production. Alex, out of our ratings, what are you giving Ginger Dead Man?
1: I think it's probably one of my lower ratings. Um, I'm going to go with a big titty drugged out bitch. You know, one and a half. Not very good.
0: Big titty drunk, that bitch. That sounds so bad. It sounds like something (laughs) really awful is about to happen to her. Help her out. No,
1: she's living her best life. Um, it's just, like, one of those movies that I am glad that I've seen it. I'm glad I have, you know, it checked off. I do have this horrible obligation now to see Passion of the Crust and the fucking other one, The Cleaver, whatever it is. Um, because we're both completionists. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, we have to do it. So, um. If I've seen one movie in a series, you know, I have to watch them all. So I'd say definitely watch this movie with a friend so that you can make fun of the baking. Please yeah. look for the gluten um, and make fun of his stupid face. And it's only 60 minutes, so why not? It's not a huge waste of time. Yeah.
0: And it's, as it's, I to say, it's so easy. So, like, if you truly are, like, if you... Because I'm giving it the same rating is a busty blonde between a stoner bro. So big-tittied lady that likes to smoke, girl. Um, And if you happen to be a big tittied lady that likes to, you know, smoke up. This is a perfect movie to do that Definitely. too. Yeah. It's like low commitment, sixty minutes. You'll you'll have a time for sure. I don't know if it'll be a bad time. I cannot speak from experience on that one. Um, but I I, I recommend on that front. But yeah, it's I can't in good conscience give it a higher rating. Um, I can't. And you only have to look at Gary Busey's face in the opening scene, which is yes, You literally don't see him again. You only hear his voice in which, uh, part of me was like, he's doing a Beetlejuice impression. No, it's But voice. it's just Gary Busey. That's just yeah. how Gary Busey sounds all the time, is him doing a Beetlejuice impression. Um, but yeah, so now that we've rated it, that is Ginger Dead Man. Um, the length of this podcast is literally longer than the film itself. So, there's that. Um, and yeah, um... Happy holidays, y'all. I mean, the next time you'll be hearing from us is right before the new year, in which we will have, of course, our end of the year special with our um, favorites uh, horror films of the year. Uh, good Things year to check horror. out. It has been, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about um, and a lot of fun things to look forward to in the new year. I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, so thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful whatever, you know – winter holiday or holidays you choose to celebrate i hope they're all fulfilling and lovely and you know wonderful times with your family friends whoever the by yourself if you prefer um everything and under the sun but thank you so much for listening as always and the only thing we ask of you this holiday season is to as always keep it creepy happy
1: holidays creeps bye bye
0: Hi, creeps, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We would not be able to make this podcast, though, completely on our own, and we have some folks that we would love to thank. Um, first and foremost, if you've noticed, we have amazing new artwork, and we have to thank our friend Raymond Lowell, who commissioned it for us. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram and see all his other amazing art at rblowell. Uh, Who else, Alex?
1: Uh, we would love to thank, yet again, for another season, our... Lovely friend, Nathan Graham, who made our beautiful introduction music, um, and he sings the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Um, You can follow him at instant underscore Graham, like his name, Um, and you can also check out his podcast with our other friend, Jonah, uh, called The Commonwealth.
0: Yes, all good spooky content. Yes. And of course, if you can't get enough of us, we're on social media too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Girls who Cried v horror, on Twitter at Girls Who Cried B H, and if you really want to write us a whole novella baby, you can send us an email at the Girls who Cried horror at gmail.com. We always want to hear your thoughts and opinions and your insight. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually on social media, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, I am at G-Way Forever. That is G-E-E-W-A-Y, number four, and then ever on Instagram. At agarrity15 on Twitter. And uh, on your Garrity on Letterboxd if you really want my uh, my film insight. Alex? Yeah, and if you want to check out the uh, three tweets and Instagram posts I do
1: a year, you can check me out uh, yeah. at AlexBrandley. Because I'm very basic on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd. It's all the same. I'm just Alex Bradley.
0: <laughs> she makes it easy for you, folks. Yeah. She makes it easy for you. Um, but that's all we have for now. So we'll see you creeps next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. bye The
1: girls who cried the horror.